Hello, welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. This is a daily conversation about scripture, culture, and media from a Reformed perspective. Get your Bible and coffee ready and prepare to engage today's topic. Here's your host, Pastor Keith Foskey. Welcome back to Coffee with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey and I am a Calvinist. Today is January 4th. 2021 and it is the first program of the new year looking forward to a great new year praying that the lord will lead us through and want to begin by welcoming you if you are a new listener to the program i kind of want to give you a heads up about what this program is about and what you can expect coffee with a calvinist was started last year during the height of the COVID lockdown. Uh, My name is Pastor Keith Foskey. I'm the pastor of Sovereign Grace Family Church in Jacksonville, Florida. And this began as a daily opportunity for me to reach out to our congregation and to share some scripture with them, to share words of encouragement, sometimes to share a funny story, sometimes just to reach out and let them know that I was there and I was thinking about them, um, and to point them to the Bible. And over the months, it began to change. And as I began to be more adept at doing the program, started adding in some things. And now we have uh, the Caffeinated Calvinist Roundtable, where I bring in some friends and we have discussions about subjects, sometimes politics, sometimes pop culture, sometimes things that matter, sometimes things that are just for fun. And so this program has a lot of different Uh, things in it and a lot of different elements to it. It's not any one thing. This is why we say it's a daily conversation about scripture, culture, and media. And so every day it's a little bit different. So if you're new to the program, I want you to know it's not always the same thing, but normally by the title, you can tell what it's about. And because we do this every weekday, we only take off the weekends and special holidays. Uh, There's always something of a variety in our list of things that you can listen to, and our programs are usually less than 20 minutes long. also want to take an opportunity to remind you that if you are in the Jacksonville area, that we would love to have you come and visit Sovereign Grace Family Church. We are meeting in person. We continue to meet in person. We only took a couple of weeks off at the height of the COVID pandemic, and since then we have continued to meet in person. We have um, continued to do so. We We are convinced that the Lord uh, has told us that worship is essential and gathering for worship is important and necessary. And so we continue to gather on the Lord's Day. Sunday school at 930 with Brother Andy Montoro. Worship service is 1030 a.m. in our sanctuary. And we would love to have you come visit with us. And if you'd like more information about us or the church, you can go to sgfcjax.org. That is Sovereign Grace Family Church of Jacksonville, sgfcjax.org. And again, my name is Keith Foskey, and I'm the pastor of the church. If you'd like to hear some sermons to hear what we're about, you can go to our page on Sermon Audio, and you can download sermons for the last several years. I've been the pastor now for almost 15 years. And you can see sermons going back for about 11 years on our program uh, uh, on topics and subjects ranging from uh, all ranging all kinds of different subjects. 
And you'll also notice that uh, typically I preach verse by verse. Currently, I'm preaching verse by verse through the book of Genesis. And I started that back in 2019. Took some time off uh, during the height of COVID and some other things to address some relevant topics. But ultimately, we've been going strong through the book of Genesis. And just this past Sunday, we looked at Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 to 16. This week, we will begin in Genesis 4, verse 17. And uh, one other thing that we have at the church that I wanted to make mention of is our church hosts a, is we call it an academy. It is Sovereign Grace Academy, and we, we call it Seminary for Every Believer. And what it is, it is a two-year program of ministerial training and Bible training for anyone who would like to come and take the classes. They are eight-week semesters followed by a four-week independent study where you have the opportunity to write your paper, turn your paper in, and you receive a grade. And when you receive a grade, if it is a passing grade, then you receive a certificate for that particular course. And if you do the whole two years of the program, you receive at the end of two years a diploma of ministry showing that you have uh, essentially went through the basic training of ministry that we provide at Sovereign Grace Academy. The next course that's going to be starting is in uh, this month in January. It's on January the 14th, 2021. We begin at 6.30 p.m. You do have to apply to be a member of Sovereign Grace Academy. You have to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to uh, fill out an application and turn that in and be approved. So if you are interested in joining us on January the 14th, then you need to get that application in as soon as you can. This class, this term is going to be a survey of Bible doctrines and our textbook, which you will need to purchase and read the first part of the textbook. Part one is Everyone's a Theologian by Dr. R.C. Sproul. It's uh, Everyone's a Theologian, an Introduction to Systematic Theology by Dr. R.C. Sproul. So you'll need to purchase that book, uh, read the Read part one and be ready for the first night of classes. And if you uh, have any questions about that, feel free to message me. You can email me right here through the podcast at calvinistpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that is calvinistpodcast at gmail.com. And I'd love to interact with you. And if you have a question for the program, something you would like for me to address or something that you would like for our caffeinated Calvinist roundtable to address, you can send a message in and we will uh, read it. And if at all possible, we will uh, formulate a program to respond to your question or to deal with it. Well, as we kick off 2021 with our first program, I wanted to share with you something that happened during the opening of the 117th Congress, uh, which began with a prayer. And I'm going to play you a 13-second clip from this prayer, which uh, ended with a very interesting final word. Listen to the how, how this prayer, which is being prayed in the halls of Congress, the 117th Congress opened with this prayer. Listen to the words of this prayer. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, 
and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. All right, just in case you didn't catch it, I'm going to play it again. It's only 13 seconds. Listen up. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God, Brahma, and God known by many names, by many different faiths. A man and a woman. We ask it. All right, so <laughs> the, the prayer includes the phrase, we ask this in the name of the monotheistic God. And then there is a, a word that is a little inaudible. The, the man is wearing a mask. So it's his words are a little jumbled. And then he goes on to say, Amen and a woman. Now, I want to make mention of something and, and provide a response to this. The first thing is the idea that Amen has anything to do with gender demonstrates an absolutely ignorant understanding of what the word amen means and how it is used. The word amen is not in regard to a man or a woman. And to say amen and a woman demonstrates one that you are you're so woke that you you don't you can't even see past your own nose because you're so blinded by your woke status but the idea that you would use amen and a woman means you don't even understand what the word amen means the word amen is a way of saying so be it or to say something is truly, when Jesus would say, verily, verily, I say unto thee in the King James Bible, that is translated from the phrase, amen, amen. It was a phrase which means truly, truly, or so let it be. And the idea of amen as expressing anything to do with gender is absolute ignorance. Um, even the Webster's Dictionary expresses this truth. If you go to Amen in the Webster, Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, it says, used to express solemn ratification as of an expression of faith or hearty approval as of an assertion. When someone's saying something, you say Amen because you agree with it. Uh, or if someone says something that is regarding faith, you say Amen because you believe it. So the idea that this has anything to do with a man or a woman, it's absolute ignorance. And I imagine this man knows this. He's probably attempting to be somewhat clever. But the question is, what type of clever is he trying to be? Is he trying to be clever by saying, well, we have been part of the patriarchy for way too long and we've been talking about amen, amen, amen. And I know it doesn't have to do with men, but we use men too much. We need to say a woman. And again, this just shows a level of ignorance that is really beyond the pale. But I want to make mention of something else because that is Honestly, that's just full bore lunacy. That's just outrageous. But there's something else that he says at the beginning that I think is being overlooked. Listen to this again. We ask it in the name of the monotheistic God. What is the name of the monotheistic God? 
Well, and why does it even matter that it is the name of the monotheistic God? You see, here's the thing. When it comes to monotheism, there are three major religious movements in the world today that all claim to be monotheistic. Uh, Christianity claims to be Trinitarian, monotheism, Judaism claims Unitarian monotheism, and Islam claims Unitarian monotheism. And interestingly enough, all three of those religious faiths claim to be worshiping the God of Abraham, though not all three are. That is a conversation for another time. But uh, if the, Jesus said very clearly, uh, if you believe in Abraham, then you should believe in him. And therefore, he said, if you're not believing in him, then you are not of the faith of Abraham. And so I would say and argue that Christianity has the exclusive claim to the faith of Abraham. We see this throughout the New Testament, that if you are a Christian, you are following in the footsteps of Abraham. The, the Apostle Paul clearly says that those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ are of the faith of Abraham. We are actually sons of Abraham by faith in Jesus Christ. So the the point I'm making is this. When, when, when somebody says, well, I'm praying in the name of the monotheistic God, well, there's only one, and it is the triune God of Scripture, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Yahweh, who has um, demonstrated himself as Trinity in the New Testament, as well as uh, concealed within the Old Testament are references to the Trinity, but expressed very clearly in the New Testament. The monotheistic God is the God uh, who has expressed himself as the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three persons, one God, not three modes of being, but three persons who are interactive with one another, who are able to uh, love one another and be in fellowship with one another, and yet at the same time they share one being, the one being of Yahweh. And so we refer to God as Yahweh or Jehovah, uh, the divine name, but in the New Testament, that is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. All three persons co-equal, co-eternal, and distinct. And so we are defining the Trinity as the monotheistic God. The modern Jewish nation does not worship the God of Scripture. They have abandoned the God of Scripture because he has revealed himself in the person of Jesus Christ, and they have rejected Jesus Christ. Muslims do not worship the God of Scripture because they have rejected the full deity of Jesus Christ, as have the Jews, and uh, or th those who are not Messianic Jews, let me clarify, those who are who say they are uh, non-Christian Jews, have rejected the full deity of Jesus Christ. The Muslims certainly have rejected the deity of Jesus Christ. So when this man says that he's praying in the name of the monotheistic God, in some way he's trying to appease everyone, but in, in reality he's appeasing no one. And he's certainly not appeasing God. And I would say this, this prayer is not a prayer that God would receive um, we talk about sometimes whether or not God hears the prayers of unbelievers. 
And the reality is God hears everything in the sense that he is omnipresent and he is omniscient. So there's nothing that he does not know. But it's not as if he doesn't hear the prayer, but he does not show regard to faithless prayers. Just this this past Sunday, I preached on Cain and Abel, and it talked about God showed regard for the uh, the offering of Abel, but for the offering of Cain, he did not show regard for that offering. And the reason was, according to Hebrews 11, verse 4, that Cain did not bring his offering in faith, but Abel, by faith, brought a better offering or a better sacrifice. And so if you're praying in a generic name of a generic monotheistic God, and you're praying the foolishness of amen and ah women, you are not praying a legitimate prayer that is being regarded by the God who exists. You are praying a foolish prayer that is going out into the air and is accomplishing nothing. So I say this to you, if you are an American, you should definitely be on your knees praying for your nation. Our nation is broken. It has abandoned the God of Scripture. It has abandoned so much of the foundations upon which we were built. And certainly these types of prayers demonstrate that we have moved away from any semblance of Christianity and into a full-blown sense of paganism in our legal uh in our uh, congress and in in our um uh, in our government we we see paganism in the government and it is a very very sad state indeed so that is the program for today something i wanted to share with you came across my desk today and reminded me just how far our nation is from god may we pray that god would send revival and as I say often, when we pray the phrase, God bless America, we should always end that statement with two simple words, with repentance. If God is to bless America, it is going to have to be that he blesses us with repentance because we need to repent from the top down. We need to repent in our churches. We need to repent in our government we need to repent all throughout our nation. And when God sent Jonah to Nineveh, it repented from the top down, and uh, he can do it again. So pray, God bless America, with repentance. Thank you for listening today to Coffee with a Calvinist. My name is Keith Foskey, and I've been your Calvinist. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Coffee with a Calvinist. If you enjoyed the program, please take a moment to subscribe and provide us feedback. We love to receive your comments and questions and may even engage with them in a future episode. As you go about your day, remember this. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. All who come to Him in repentance and faith will find Him to be a perfect Savior. He is the way, the truth, and the life and no one comes to the Father except through Him. May God be with you.